Too many catchphrases. <laughs> That's the problem with this show. I, I do not believe... I believe in the power of catchphrases. Basically, I would like this show to have just enough content to support a maximum density of catchphrases. How do you know? She told me she loves me. But how do you know? Cause she really lies. How do you know? Don't push and don't shove me. Well, I don't know about you. I, I think the way you feel about snakes, I feel about bears. Oh, really? Um, uh, bears are the most terrifying creatures on Earth. So, See, I think that might be factually true. Yes, that's exactly why. Well, I'd, I mean, snakes, obviously, like, one can easily dominate a snake. But I feel in my soul that snakes are the worst thing that have ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think, um, I don't know, Have you? I'm sure you've had some one of these aha moments before where you you really suddenly understand a complex um, subject, you, you know, sure. something something in your, your collegiate experience sure. where it was very difficult, like you were able to take it like, yeah, yeah, I get it, kind of, but then suddenly you'd been staring at the book for hours and it's all just kind of like made intuitive sense. All the pieces came together. And I feel like, that terrifying abyss that I'm looking down there is how I feel about bears. Like, my soul has become open to how horrifying bears are. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just, I really feel it. They're, they're the yeah. worst. They're just yeah. the worst. And everything yeah. you learn about them makes you realize even worse. I actually, yeah, no, I had that moment with snakes as well. <laughs> to oh, just, oh. like, keep the comparison going. <laughs> All right, well, uh, why don't we back up and say, oh boy, it's the Doom to Fail podcast. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, is Catherine Coger, and today we are talking about the most terrifying creatures on Earth, bears. Now, Catherine, I'd like to hear the snake comparison. Yeah, uh, so I think it was when I learned to embrace that I was terrified of snakes. Mm, lean in. You know? Yeah, lean in. Like that book that's being written right now. Wait, 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 wait. It's being written? I thought it must have already been written. I, I There's think no I'm way it has this much buzz without. Thing. Okay. <laughs> well, the, our podcasts are evergreen, so <laughs> this could have been recorded years ago. <laughs> so you feel like you, you've had this moment with snakes where you just sort of, you, you've pieced together the sort of cold hard facts of snakes mm-hmm. with the deeper emotional truth of snakes and all of the connections have been made and all systems are go and yeah on a on the I deepest think, level you, i think you, can you get to snakes. that point when you start doing research about the animal in question mm-hmm. right and you're like and then you just want to learn like what are what what do i really have to worry about if i'm going to be faced with a snake bear <laughs> now a snake bear is crazy terrifying i yeah i don't know they have scales mm-hmm. and but but they're warm-blooded, so they don't, like, get slowed down by cold weather. Oh, so is that your defense plan against snakes? No, no. Three out of ten pythons survived below zero temperatures. Wow. In, um, this was, like, one of those uh, dentine tests. Like, it was next to the room where four out of five doctors recommended dentine. Next to that, they had ten pythons. And... Yes, the fifth one was eaten by a python. <laughs> That's why he didn't approve of dentine. Yeah. Yeah, pythons can smell dentine. That's what they they flick their tongue out, and they're really just smelling for looking for, for dentine, looking for minty flavor. freshness. Yeah, exactly. They they hunt down minty freshness. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
cold-blooded minty freshness seekers. <laughs> so uh, this moment where you're doing the research, uh, yes. uh, let me tell you about that moment for me with bears. I would like to hear about it. A few years ago, some friends and I went to hike Half Dome, the famous Ansel Adams uh, monument in, in Yosemite. Yes, I recall it all too well. Uh, you recall the... the... I, I recall you going up to hike it. You were like, I'm oh, going to okay. go hike Half Dome. And I'm like, oh, that's a thing. That's nice. Did you recall it? <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, I went to go hike Half Dome. I'm like, that sounds awesome. I'm glad you had fun. And then you <sighs> talked about it a few years later, or however long we've known each other. I don't know. Time with you. I... Time loop. It's a thing. I am thoroughly impressed at how well your bitterness has clung on about this. <laughs> I didn't even know you were upset. I don't. I'm. Wasn't I am I'm, sorry. I, I wasn't have upset it up. at no, all. You're right. I shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> I'll put this on the big list of things not to bring up with Catherine. You know, my so. parents died in a horrible hiking accident. <laughs> I know for a fact that's not true. <laughs> and if your parents were to die, it wouldn't have been a hiking accident. We're we're at a time flux. They died in the future in a horrible hiking accident. Oh. So, let's just for fun, because it'll be so much fun, let's just suppose, if your parents were to die in a horrible blank accident, what is fill in the blank? I, lawn mowing is always my go-to for those. Hmm. Do they mow the lawn a lot? No, I don't think, no, they hire people for that, you know, they're spoiled. <laughs> no, my mom does that too. Okay, uh, But we, my mom has a giant yard, so they're, it's they're just white, not worth it. I think is what I'm trying to say. Ouch. Racist. Think about it culturally white <laughs> you've gotten away with this too long with uh, uh culturally jewish <laughs> that's the problem you know i'm actually kind of sensitive about it so i'll put it on the list put it so, on the list i hiked half dome at night this was the thing is it was in august and it was so hot so we hiked it at night i'm sorry i'll stop talking about it but we were just terrified of bears the whole way because I, we don't i mean so i didn't know this i grew up on the east coast where bears i guess just don't exist um but in california they make a point whenever you go into the wilderness to be i think just, they're only in california <laughs> well, that's not entirely true um because actually, actually the thing is there are, there are no grizzly bears left in california uh, oh. or brown bears as you would call them uh, change your flag <laughs> yeah exactly the when when my uh, girlfriend was, was driving out here. She was in Yellowstone, which is in Wyoming. And uh, she wrote to the, the her landlord, her upcoming landlord, and he was like, and she accidentally wrote Yosemite. It's an easy confusion to make. We all laugh about it when we all go to national parks. And so the landlord wrote back, he's an experienced hiker, and he wrote back, ah, don't worry about bears. They're basically pets. Because in California, we only have black bears, which are very small bears. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Yellowstone in Wyoming, you need to be terrified of bears at all times. Mm-hmm. I think the whole state just yeah. You just be on your toes. Don't even don't even drive a small sedan in there. You got to go. Don't SUV eat any bigger. food. No food, foodless. So this was the thing about hiking Half Dome was that they're very very bear conscious. You put all your stuff into these bear-proof boxes that bears don't know how to open. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. And so we were like, I don't know, maybe we should like figure out if we need to worry about bears, especially because they're up at night. So we did a lot of research, um, including watching a YouTube video over and over again of a woman diving into a polar bear enclosure at a zoo for no good reason. 
and just everyone flipped out immediately and just started throwing meat into the thing because they just had to distract the bear long enough for her to get out. Oh, wow. It's like, what was she thinking? It's it's, it's this know. unbelievable video because she literally just goes under the fence, jumps over the guardrail, and right into the... Po- Come on. I mean, she might have had some kind of... Uh, mental ailment. I think she just wanted to pet the bear. I think that counts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say that this is the paradox of bears, is that they really do look adorable. Like, they're cool-looking animals. They do look really sweet, unlike snakes. Yeah, exactly. Snakes, you're just... It's its terrifying. You, from the, from the you get what you see with a snake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, last time I went to the zoo, I went to the Woodland Park Zoo with my boyfriend, and we had a lovely day out, except for when we walked by the, through the wep- reptile house, which I forced myself to do so that I could maybe not be as afraid of snakes. I actually left the reptile house more afraid of snakes, if anything. But uh, <laughs> It's like a Skinner box. <laughs> a little bit. It's not working. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, I was, I was like, uh, I think I was... I wasn't shaking. I wasn't shaking, but I don't know if you've ever had this before, but I had chills like the rest of the day. Wow. I just couldn't shake them. Huh. But, but you anyway. Tried. You were shaking. You were trying. One of my uh one of my favorite exhibits was the bear exhibit because they have it designed so that there's like a, a salmon pond thing, but it's designed so that the salmon can extremely easily escape the bear. <laughs> <laughs> That's good because <laughs> That doesn't seem like a great children's exhibit. No, no. So you just see the bear like diving in like like a big oversized puppy and like trying to get the fish and it just can't. And it's really cute. Is this a polar bear or no salmon wouldn't be a polar bear. It would be um, grizzly, a grizzly bear. Okay. So the thing about the, the pantheon of bears for me is black bear. It's fine. We actually um, I was walking along a paved trail in uh, a a national park once. So this is like very close to the parking lot even. And there was just a black bear coming the opposite way. And we were about, you know, three feet away. And I was as terrified as I think I needed to be. But mostly it seemed fine. It just went and found a log and tried to like, you know, see if it could find ants or something in there. Then you got your grizzly bears. Scary, definitely. I remember from years ago, one of the first facts I learned about animals one of the first scary facts I learned about animals uh, was that a grizzly bear can knock your head off with a swipe of its paw. Oh, snap! Knock it off! <laughs> so definitely scary. But here's the real monster, is the Kodiak bear. Have you ever seen one of these? Um, yes. Well, no, I've never seen one, but I mean, I've seen documentaries with them in it. They're insane. They're like 12 feet tall! Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, I just, oh, boy. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to need a minute, and okay. we'll be right back on the Doom to Fail podcast. Oh, pick a boo and pick a bite. Cold like the north, cold like the night. Fearlessly roar to the prey. Trembling I turn your way Oh, it was all in playful jest Clear to the world that I liked you best Hey, we're back on the Doom to Fail podcast talking about the worst, scariest creatures, bears. Hey, I have a question. I think they're the worst. Yeah. Um, have you 
ever seen a documentary or learned a lot about monitor lizards? Mm, yeah, I've learned a little bit about monitor lizards. Komodo dragons? Yeah, um, when I was in, uh, there was an island in Malaysia that had all these giant lizards, and we all were like, hey, I think we shouldn't go anywhere near those. It was yeah. very weird. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I have the, the sense that they are as dangerous as bears. Because I've got, all, I mean, crocodiles also super dangerous. Mm. Well, yeah, I guess the thing is, I don't really have any desire to be in a swamp. I don't think I'm very likely to ever be on a crocodile's territory. It's possible, but I don't think so. And the monitor lizards also, I'm not 100% positive we saw monitor lizards, but w what we saw was a very big lizard um, that looked scary. And it actually kind of kept to itself. Like, it was sort of just over there. Yeah. Yeah, they tend to. At but least they here's did when the I thing. At the zoo. They started tracking me, though, with their eyes. Ooh, that's scary. It was super scary. Well, let me tell you about tracking. So I, I have a friend who is from Alaska, and uh, he is a friend. And I'll admit that this is a friend of a friend story and could have been mutated. But I think we should take this opportunity to be as terrified as possible of bears. Oh, yeah. Just for safety's sake. I think there's no alarmist level too alarming well, about no. these bears. I mean, I'm not going to be snake alarmed, but... <laughs> what if a bear crashed through your window right now? <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I guess I don't know. I'd be happy to die in adults in an in an adult swim cartoon. <laughs> really? I don't think I would be happy with that. <laughs> Is that your number was... one? Like of all the things on television, what show would you most likely would you most like to die in? Uh... Is there something better than adult swim to die in? lost no oh that's gruesome oh hmm well adult swim's kind of gruesome it can be but it can also be kind of like off screen <laughs> oh yeah maybe like a tom and jerry no i would want to die in a wily e. coyote cartoon because mm. mm -hmm. then i would just accordion and i'd come right back next scene <laughs> get my that's acme fair. catalog back out so let me talk to you about tracking though you're saying those lizards were tracking your yeah. eyes so in that spirit of being alarmed Basically, this friend of mine who's from Alaska who had a friend who worked at a research station up there. He went into this research station for like his first day and they have these big, huge, like 12 foot fences with barbed wire around the top. Whoa. This, is, this is Alaska with, I mean, there was just nothing for miles and miles and miles and miles around. Like it's, this wasn't Anchorage. This was, you know, out in the wilderness. And Alaska So it was huge. to keep out smoke monsters? <laughs> well, you can't do that with a fence. You have to use something airtight or perhaps something like they use in malls where when the sliding doors open, the uh, blower blows extra hard uh, down the opening of the door to prevent mm -hmm. air from smoke traveling monsters. one way or the other. Yeah. Or smoke monsters. Well, smoke <laughs> monsters travel on air currents. They travel via convection. How did it travel so fast and lost then? Wind gods? <laughs> I wouldn't. I, yeah. That seems like a lost thing. So he asked, why Why are the fences up? No one's getting in here. Like, you know, no one's going to break into this place. They'd have to hike for two days first. Like, we'd see them coming. And so then they tell him this story about... Um, smoke monsters. Smoke monsters. Which I've... Bears are worse. I got to tell you. Worse than smoke <laughs> monsters. Well, it is just made of smoke. I'm not really <laughs> concerned about smoke monsters. Well, if it went into your lungs. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's uh, cancerous at the very least. It's a carcinogen. Yeah, if that's the worst that a smoke monster can do to me, I mean, it's like... Yeah, I guess it's a slow death. I don't know. Cancer's pretty bad. 
I think we're all going to die of cancer anyway. Do you want, like, terrible lung cancer, or do you want to have your head locked off by a grizzly bear? Like, which of those? Because I think the head knocked off, over pretty quick. And I definitely die either way. Well, you might survive the head knocking off. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm not going to survive the cancer. No, the cancer is definite. The head knocking off, okay. like, I don't know. Maybe you have a crazy mutation. You can... Uh, you head knock off, I guess. Yeah, there you go. And may, I mean, there's always a very small chance you could be like a headless horseman type person. You know, I think I could rock that. Yeah, I don't know if you ride horses. Are you uh, equestrian? I guess I should start learning. Yeah, in preparation. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got colonial era New Englanders to terrorize. <laughs> so they tell him, oh well. So there was this guy who used to work here, and one day he left work just like normal and then didn't come in the next day and we were very confused as to why and they i mean they called his family just never came home and okay what's going on here and so then they look at the security footage and they found out that what had been happening was a polar bear had realized what happens which is at 5 p.m every day a bunch of delicious meat things come out of this door and go to their car and so the polar bear would just walk up to the door and wait there. And as soon as they opened the door, he would just grab them and carry them away. So this guy was killed by a polar bear. And so that's why they have these giant fences is because they need to protect the parking lot from polar bears. Because they're, they're vicious animals. Like I know. So this is, like, this is the bear pantheon again. Your black bears, probably okay. Your grizzly bears, stay away. Your Kodiak bears, huge, terrifying, hulking monsters, but they're not malicious. It's the polar bears that are malicious. But they're they want so to kill you. cute in Coke commercials. And yet, that is because Coca-Cola is the only thing around. And also, did you see how... I guess anything that can eat a seal, right? <laughs> that can bring itself to destroy something as cute as a seal. Mm. Although, you know, people have been doing that too for, for ages. Yeah, my point. Exactly. Mm. That doesn't validate what I'm saying. So this means in the uh, in the final worst creature ever bracket, it's polar bear versus human. I'm still on team snake. Oh, okay. Or team oh. die snake die. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, wait. How do we match this up? Is human on one side, or uh, now we gotta seed this whole thing? Uh, no, we'll just do it about uh, battle royale style. Okay. Yeah. So you've got your bears. You've got snakes. We'll just call all snakes the same. And, and humans. Yeah. yeah. Okay. As long as we have an anaconda representing, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Vote on the poll on our Facebook pitch. So that's why polar bears are these terrible monsters. And when we come back, I'll explain to you some of the nuance of how extra terrible Kodiak bears are. I think polar bears, more malicious. But Kodiak bears, they've got a special terror in them as well. And we'll be right back on the Doom and Fail podcast. Scared of everything the day, the night, and the song you sing. And we are back on the Doom to Fail podcast talking about bears. So when we last left off, we found out that polar bears are vicious, malicious killing machines that actually want to hurt and kill you. Mm -hmm. 
But here's the thing about Kodiak bears. Also in Alaska, never go to Alaska. I think if we learn one thing from this podcast, it's don't, don't just don't go to Alaska. No snakes, though. That's true. How, how do you feel that balance out? Uh, well, for me, it's fine. So that's a win for you. Is, is Alaska is a win because of the you know, snakes? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, hmm. yeah. But you're more likely to die. I mean, is that just like? Are that's you okay fine. with that? Because you'll die calmly. Yeah. Mm. That's I'll good. die. You know, it's like oh, a bear. Oh, a bear. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Apparently, they tell you when you grow up in um, wilderness Alaska. And again, this is like friend of a friend because I, I, there was a couple months where all I did was bring up bears with people and they would feed me stories about people they know with bears um, in them. That, that sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> it sure does sound like the way people talk. <laughs> and so apparently when you grow up in, in certain areas of Alaska, they, they teach you the, the exact phrase is give up the hands. So they teach you if you see a Kodiak bear, you're not going to outrun it because it's 12 feet tall and will kill you. Also, it can climb trees and you're in the Alaska wilderness. It's over. Um, And so what you're supposed to do is because it knows that to kill you, it should kill your it should uh, break your spinal cord. I don't know why it knows this. (laughs) And so what you're supposed to do is put your hands over the back of your neck because it's going to swipe at the back of your neck and you will have no more hands for the rest of your life, but at least you'll be alive. (laughs) I hope they have assemblies in Alaska with like handless gyms. (laughs) I survived. It's entirely possible. Like this, this one might be apocryphal because I actually don't even remember who told it to me, but there was, um, apparently there's a town in Alaska where you just, everyone leaves their doors unlocked because if you're out and you see a bear, you need to run into the closest home mm-hmm. because, you know, you don't have a chance of getting home. You just don't. And so everyone always leaves their doors unlocked just in case there's bears out. So I think it's a real community builder, actually. Hmm. Well, then I, I like bears. I'm liking bears more and more. Mm. Well, <laughs> this is uh, maybe not in your wheelhouse, though, is that one one advantage of a Kodiak bear, at least, is that you can smell them coming for a very long distance. Yeah, they smell really bad, right? Yeah, because they just, like, devour fish and get fish guts all in their fur, and they all never really clean it off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? All yeah. up in your fur. By the way, the wax job looks great. What? <laughs> I said... I said you got fish guts all in your fur. Oh. Or you usually do, but I said, actually, you know, you look great. I haven't gotten all that wax. Oh. Okay. Get all your fur off. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. It's wild and wacky, Tim, in the morning. But hey, um, uh, I don't even have the I don't even have the wherewithal to talk fast. No, it's okay. Um, so this actually happened to this friend of a friend. Again, more alarms. Ring the bells. Um, he was he was washing his clothes in a river, in like the Kodiak National Forest, mm-hmm. and. He smells the smell, and so he goes up to the crest of the hill, like by the river, and he sees the bear, and he's just like, "Well, all right, this is over." Like, <laughs> and the bear, like, you know, gets to him, and he he curls up in a ball. He covers his his neck, and the bear, one huge swipe, knocks him into the middle of the river. Like he went flying, like Whoa. fifteen feet or something. And then in this frozen river, he just had to stand there and watch as the bear fed for like 10 minutes because he was not going back to the shore. Like, he just couldn't. And then the bear luckily went away. 
And he didn't lose his hands. So, real advantage. That's nice. But Did he break any bones being thrown into a river? I think so. I think it was sort of just a lucky strike. You know, oh, like, wow. I'm sure he got bruised up, but... You think the the bear is really good at bowling? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A turkey might not be enough for him, you know? Too small. Many turkeys. How many turkeys in a perfect game? I mean... Uh, are you familiar with this Is that like a term? golf thing? No, a turkey Birdies. is uh, three strikes in a row in bowling. Oh, it sounds like a golf thing because you got a birdie and an eagle in golf. Mm. And then if bowling is the anti-golf... It might be. Although, I don't know. They're both sports where you can, like, pretend you're doing sports, but really just sit and drink. Yeah. Yeah. That's But true. I guess one gets out more. Uh-huh. I'd say bowling is the sort of the middle class equivalent, if, if we call golf sort of the, the upper crust sport. Which it isn't, strictly speaking. You know, that's an acronym. Uh, golf? Gentlemen only, comma. Love friends! <laughs> That is my favorite acronym. I'm so glad that all sports are basically based off acronyms about togetherness. (laughs) Remind me, what is the acronym for football? For only October, together, being around lovely libraries. Nailed it. (laughs) All right. Well, come join us next week when we dig through more of our deepest darkest fears of all the scary things the world has to offer on the doom to fail podcast so that's Catherine over there and tim dobbs over here bye bye